Well, hello there. <laughs> good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No, I don't remember what he says. That's in the Truman Show. That was on a whim. Um, well, hello. So let's get started. Welcome to my podcast, Permission to be Human. Why did I decide on that title? I decided on it because for a long time, I wanted to do something like this, but I immediately think of all the reasons I'm unqualified when I just, when I want to do something like this. Um, I have s several areas that I still need a lot of work in. I'm still on a journey in several areas. Um, there's things that I feel I should have a handle on by now that I don't feel like I do. So I'm like, no, I'm not ready. Um, I can't talk about this because of that, or I can't talk about this over here because of that. I have triggers, you know, I have insecurities. I have my own anxieties in the world, my own doubts for myself or my career, my own questions with God that I don't have answers to sometimes. And I often feel I've got to know those things before I'm able to speak out or give advice to anybody about anything. And then I think, oh, I don't know all these things, so maybe I should just stay quiet because there's already a lot of noise out there in the world. I don't want to just be another sound. Um, I would like to, if you decide to invest time in me, I would like to be someone that is giving you something valuable for your investment in giving me your time. Um, I would think the biggest thing overall that has held me back and kept me from doing this I had a little revelation in October. I was listening to a friend from college do a podcast with her sister, and they were just talking so freely and openly about anything and everything they wanted to. No fear of saying the wrong thing. Sounded ridiculous. Um, they were just going for it, and it was inspiring. And I, w I found myself being a little bit, honestly, envious that they were able to do this. And I'm like, why can't I do this? Why can't I just be like them and go and talk and say whatever I want? And I have a lot of things I can think of, a lot of fears. But ultimately, the biggest thing holding me back was my own shame, the own voice, my own voice in my head saying, oh, well, look at what you did over here. Look at what you did over there. Yeah, you better not be saying anything about anything because who are you or you'll be a hypocrite. And I, yeah, I have disqualified myself. And I kept thinking I, I need to have a certain, I need to be to a certain place with this. Just, um, I still struggle with forgiveness towards some people. I still have bitterness creep up every now and then, a resentment. I can feel extremely triggered in certain environments with certain people. And I can say things that are hurtful, nasty, embarrassing. I'm very ashamed after. Um, it's like, I think to myself, who am I? Why did I say that? But then part of me sometimes is like, well, I meant it. And then I'm like, I don't want to mean it. And how do I stop feeling that way? How do I stop being mean to this person or viewing them that way? And I have let those types of ideas in my mind or just those truths about myself hold me back from speaking up about anything. Cause I'm like, who am I to say we should work on this or people should work on that if I have so much to still work on by myself. And instead of just inviting you on the journey, I have been writing solo for a very long time. 
I have a lot of conversations with myself. Okay. And so, um, and I have lots of conversations with other people too. And they will often ask me like, who do I share this stuff with? Or how am I helping other people with this stuff? And I sometimes think, um, I, I don't really share it with anyone. I mean, I share it one-on-one in a setting, but I haven't felt like I have permission to do something like start a podcast and get share my thoughts and beliefs and ideas. But here I am sharing now. I'm doing it scared because I am scared. Ultimately, I'm scared of, I've been scared of losing friends because I'm going to speak up on things like same-sex attraction and what the Bible says about it, my own journey and struggle with it, and how I believe it's a sin, um, even though a lot of people feel that way, that it's not a sin and that it's just love. And the world right now, LGBT community is a very hot topic that is very triggering for many. It can get hostile pretty fast. Um, so, like, it really needs to be addressed with grace and love and truth. And... I want to speak truthfully about it. And even if I do it with kindness, there's some people that it's still going to bother and it's still going to hurt them because I have a very opposite view and opinion and belief on it. I go by what uh, the Bible is, which I believe is the word of God. And so I believe what I believe isn't up for debate or for changing. And there's a lot of people out there trying to say the Bible isn't very clear on homosexuality. Um, I think it is. And I'm going to address it in a podcast. I'll try to dedicate one or many. I don't know how many it'll take, but I want to talk in depth about that struggle, about what the Bible says, um, the way some people try to justify it and say, you know, well, God made me this way, which I don't believe he did. Um, but I know like that right there. All of that that I just said is going to hurt some people. And I can think of specific people right now in my mind that I'm afraid of hurting. And I have let that type of fear hold me back also. Um, another way I have let fear hold me back is I look at pastors and I, in my own head, I put them on pedestals. I put speakers or leaders and churches up on pedestals and I, or I don't even know if it's a pedestal, but it's standard that I hold them to that's almost unrealistic. And almost no human can even live up there. But, and I have such a self-righteous view towards them of like, oh, you're in this position, you better be living this way. And it's unsustainable and it's unfair. And I hold it to myself as well. And... Yeah, I feel a lot of shame when I mess up or when I don't do things the way I feel Christ does things. Um, and yeah, guilt and shame. I grew up in a very religious area that focuses sometimes way more on law and rules than relationship with Jesus and then rather than grace and rather the fact that sanctification is a process. And instead of just thinking things like, shoot, I messed up. I need to get up and keep going. I think things like, how can I even call myself a Christian? Maybe I'm not even a follower of Jesus after all because I just did that thing that I'm way against. Um, I let things like that really hold me back from putting myself out there, from being vulnerable on a public, in a public way like this. Um, I made a video in 2019 sharing my own struggle with homosexuality. Um, and then even after that, I got entangled 
two times with girls that I genuinely didn't want to, but a part of me did. And then, and, and I did, and I felt a tremendous amount of shame and guilt after that. And I just, just something like that happening. I can hear people say right now, yeah, because you're gay and you're always going to feel that way. Instead of saying like, well, you fell off the wagon, get back on and keep going. Um, which is how I view it to be because I put it in the same category as any other sin. I don't view it as who I am. I don't view it as denying myself to the core because that's not who I am. I've actually never identified as gay. I've just admitted that I have same-sex attraction. I'm not in denial that I have attraction to women. I'm not walking around being like, oh, doesn't happen to me. Nope, don't feel that. I'm, I'm in touch with myself. I know what I feel and what I think, but then I also know scripture where it says to take every thought captive. And I also know that when I have those thoughts now or those feelings, that that isn't an indication of my sexuality. That's actually an indication of part of my soul is feeling thirsty and empty and hungry. And I need to go to Jesus with that. I need to go to my healthy friends and I need to get my validation from them because ultimately what I believe is same-sex attraction stems from wounding. It stems from brokenness. And I know... A lot of people who feel same-sex attraction are going to cringe when I say brokenness. And I, there's a girl right now I can see in my head saying, oh, so you need to stop this rhetoric. <laughs> She's part of the woke crowd. Um, I'm not. I'm not awake over there. I am asleep. <laughs> but not really. I am awake in Christ. But um, the way the Bible tells us to live life is very opposite of the way the world is encouraging us to live life right now. And I'm going to speak on things that lots of people are going to disagree with, and that's fine. Um, I've lived in L.A. for nine years now. I've been surrounded by people who view and believe extremely different than I do, and I'm existing out here. I have friendships that don't believe anything like I do. Um, a lot of people are able to accept me, and I'm able to accept them. But I do come across people that, um, like I lost a friend in I don't know if that was November or December, but she wanted me to say, there might be other ways to heaven than Jesus. And I said, no, I will never say that. She goes, but there might be. I'm like, there's not. And she could not accept that I would not accept that there's no other way or that there's other ways. You know, I believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to God except through him. No one's getting to heaven any other way. And maybe one day I'll do... A segment on that but that's what I genuinely genuinely believe and a lot of people want to say well what about people who have never heard of God and I say I think everyone knows there's a God um, I think absolutely everybody knows that even atheists um, and it's easier for them to say I don't believe there's a God than rather to say I would just rather follow myself because that's ultimately what they're doing they they know there's a God they do um, everybody does you know your creator you know you were created by something um, and yeah, so there's a lot of things I want to talk about, but that being, um, being afraid of being a hypocrite, you know, like I, I would love to be one of those people that is just like soft-spoken and kind and patient and gentle and in traffic is like, it's okay. You go first. No, it's all right. You go. I'm not one of those people. I'm like, you hesitated. I'm going like, look, we don't got all day here. Um, I'm just, I'm an aggressive driver. <laughs> 
even when I'm going somewhere and I have time, I've just always been that way. It's something I think about. I'm like, God, do you not like this part about me? And I think he's okay with it as long as I'm not. I don't know. It's, I don't I do not do anything too crazy. But because L.A. is crazy and there's road rage, it's real. Um, and sometimes I think that person might be on drugs and they could get out with a gun and do something. So it's not really worth it to drive faster than them right now. Sometimes, you know, my flesh gets the best of me. Um, but anyways, I don't know where I'm going with that. I've been afraid of losing friends. I've been afraid of being a hypocrite. Um, I have a, a freeze trauma response. When I was 14, I experienced something very traumatic and it changed my brain. Um, ugh, I'm going to get emotional just thinking about it, of the way that it changed my life. Um, it impacted me way deeper than anything ever has. And yeah, I think I'm a completely different person now because of that event. I'll go into it deeper in another another time. But um, one of my natural trauma responses to life is freeze. Um, and I'm, I'm realizing now that the language I've used for therapists telling them I feel stuck, that none of them ever really connected, oh, she's in a trauma response right now. We need to help her learn how to calm her nervous system to get motivated to move forward because um, your brain has a way of thinking if something you might do could be a little dangerous or scary or risky or change the way you're living right now. Let's block off her desire to do that and get her to just chill instead of actually taking a step, taking action. Um, and my brain has done that to me for a very long time. I went through a lot of criticism in like high school, in sports, and just being different than the kids around me. People would be actually really mean to me. It, I, I sometimes don't like to say I was bullied, but sometimes the situations I was in, people were bullies to me. Um, usually really close friends would say very hurtful things to me that impacted me deeply. I'm, I've always been a very sensitive person. I cry all the time. That's something I wish everyone did more, though, is cry. I wish we could make crying as normal as laughing because God created both of them. They are both just expressions of emotions overflowing. Like when we are full of joy, it comes out as a laughter. When we're full of just overwhelm of maybe grief or even joy, it can come out as tears. And who started equating that with being weak? I genuinely think you're weak if you can't cry because you're so afraid of what people would think. If a water comes out of your eye that they're going to call you weak, that's weak. Okay? Cry. Prove that you're strong. Cry. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I'm a little all over the place right now, but I guess this is just an introduction of my podcast. Um, I think my biggest fear, I mean, there was a risk, you know, of course, if I speak up like this, I live in LA, I live in Hollywood. I might not ever have a career in acting, which is something I would like to have, I think. You know, I, I think I would like a career in acting, but I don't even really know what that fully looks like. We ask God for so many things that we don't even know if that's actually something we would like to do. We see it being done by someone else. We're like, I want that life. And we might actually hate it if we got that life. So I often pray to God. I'm like, God, I, I, I would ask you for this kind of life, but I'm not sure I would like it. You designed me. You know what I would ultimately like. So can you please give me the desires to do the thing that you know I would like to do? 
because I have pursued my own desires. And so many times I was like, yeah, that's not what I thought it would be. Um, so yeah, but yeah, there's a chance that I cancel myself from a career in Hollywood. <laughs> I'm canceling. I'm getting canceled before I even start. Um, but you know what? I'm fine with that, honestly. If I get canceled from having a career in Hollywood, if that's not where God wanted me, then I'm totally cool with that. But maybe it is where God wants me. I don't know. He'll have to open those doors or he'll keep them closed. I trust him. But one of the things... Um, that has helped me back is really, uh, I fear disappointing God, uh, messing up, making a fool of him or of myself, of him blessing me and me ruining it, or just even treating anyone not in the way Christ would um, in grieving him. That's one of the things that has held me back the most, like my own shame, fear of losing friends, fear of getting canceled, being a hypocrite, but ultimately just I want to please God and I want to just live my life in a way that honors him and brings glory to him. And so for years, decades, literally, I've thought, oh God, please don't ever put me on a platform if I'm going to make a fool of you. Like, please only bring me to places that will glorify you and only bring me to a place in my life that I that I can sustain. That sounds ridiculous as I'm even saying it. <laughs> because, gosh, just the verse lately that um, he keeps showing me, I think it's 2 Corinthians 12, 9, um, I think, where it says, my grace is sufficient for you because my power is made perfect in weakness. So like I'm trying to become perfect before I speak out about anything. And if I did that, for one, it's probably never, it would never happen because I will never be perfect. But two, I would get into a place of false security, thinking I'm good now, I'm ready to go, um, so I can do this. But three, it would leave no room for him. And so I want to just start speaking now, even in the midst of my journey, in the midst of my own challenges, where I still feel I have so far to go. Um, I would rather just start speaking up about him because I don't know, maybe anything I say, if it helps one person, then okay. I um, That's always been my thought process when I'm afraid to speak up or say something. I think if I help one person, it was worth it. Like if I only reach one person in my entire life, when I stand before God on judgment day, he's like, so-and-so heard you and they became a follower of me because you said that, then I will have lived a purposeful life. Um, I think a lot about life and what I do with my life and if it's going to have meaning and not to sound you know negative or anything, but there's so many people pursuing so many things that aren't going to mean anything when this world ends, that aren't going to mean anything when they're standing before God someday. And I know there's there's pastors out there. I can think of my old pastor right now who would totally hate me saying that. But there's just so many things that unless you know Jesus and unless you're living your life and doing that thing in a way that brings glory to Jesus, it's, it is pointless in my opinion, in my view. So I just don't want to 
strive and invest my time and energy and money and life into something that ultimately wouldn't have any meaning past this earth. I want what I do on earth to matter into eternity. Like when I was little and I was reading my Bible, I would just, I remember when I was really young reading it and thinking, I want to live a life that my story is worth recording if the Bible were still being written today. Like I would pray that when I was little because ultimately I just had an understanding that this world is temporary. I think about it a lot and I definitely try to think about it when I'm in pain or in a dark season or having a really dark time. I try to think of how temporary this whole world is because in those moments they feel to be so in slow motion and taking longer than anything else. But then once I'm out of them and I look back, it's like, wow, that wasn't that long at all. And I want to think about that anytime I'm doing anything. Um, it's just how quickly it all goes by. And so I want to invest my time in my life into the things God wants me to. I want to live a life that glorifies him. And that when people watch me and they're like, what is different about you? What is it? I can say it's Jesus. You know, um, that is what I want for my life. And that is what I hope to inspire and motivate and encourage others around me to whatever it is God has called them to, to live it and to walk in that purpose so that they're also making an impact for the, for the kingdom. Because life is short. Life is very short and we don't have a lot of time. And it really does matter who we talk to, what we say, and the people we're impacting, guys, because you never know when it's someone's last day. And I'm not trying to scare anyone, but the Bible says to make the most of, make the times count because time is running out. Actually, I don't know if this says it like that in the Bible, but there is a scripture that it says something um, about like the last days. But um, I want to, yeah. I want to have a lot of conversations about a lot of things. And this is the beginning. And I ramble a lot sometimes. You know, thank you for sticking with me. I have a lot of thoughts about a lot of things. And... I don't have it all figured out and I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to disappoint myself. I'm going to disappoint others. Um, I would like to think I'm never going to do that, but that's just not the truth. I'm a human. And that's ultimately why I want to call this whole podcast permission to be human because we've got to stop putting expectations on others that we can't even live up to ourselves. Um, and then the way people get canceled when they mess up or do something. I do think there's a difference in someone messing up and having remorse and apologizing and wanting to learn and do better. I think we should totally give those people chances, but the people who don't even want to admit they messed up or be held accountable, that's what you call toxic. Like we're, we all mess up, we all make mistakes. Um, we all sometimes say things we don't mean, or maybe maybe you don't but I definitely do. And I usually cry after I do that. I cry when I'm mean to someone. I've always been that way. Um, you can ask my siblings. <laughs> we can get a fight. I would be mean to one of them or something. And then after I'm going to cry, I do. Um, because I know that it hurts them. And it's also hurting my own soul when I'm mean to people. Um, and I don't ever actually want to be mean to people. But if I'm triggered, I'm really, really tired and cranky. I can be very impatient. Um, I hate small talk. 
I hate icebreakers. I don't like when groups like for a small intimate setting where there's supposed to be like discussion. I don't like when it gets like over 10 people. I don't like when there's a lot of people because I want to have a, an intimate in-depth discussion. You know, I have, I have some weaknesses and I can get impatient when other people are talking or taking a long time to say something, even though I do that myself. Um, yeah. So I think I'm a very empathetic person, but the sometimes I really lack compassion in certain situations and I can, I'm judging myself in that moment at how harsh I'm being towards the other person. I'm like, wow, I'm a terrible person because of how I'm thinking about this person right now. Um, um, so if you're listening to this in the cart, this will be very random. But if you're watching by video, you can see that this is clearly a different day. But um, I realized the other day I was filming and recording this and then I just stopped and I didn't do an outro or anything. I didn't wrap it up. So here I am a week later trying to give it an ending for the introduction to Permission to be Human. Um that's essentially what this whole episode was. It was just kind of an intro of saying, hey, I'm starting a podcast. I still have a lot of things to work on. I don't feel ready. Um, it's not professional. It's going to be a little crazy, a little unorganized, but thank you for your patience. Hopefully we get somewhere together. I don't know how many episodes I'm going to record or if this is the only one, who knows? I do know um, I was very nervous about doing this because I was like, God, I don't want to start something too early and then say something and really hurt some people because I, I wasn't prepared or wasn't ready or I still have a lot of work to do on myself. But that's, um, I've been living in self-preservation mode way too long and I'm like, gosh, I need to get out there and encourage people. Um, cause just hearing people talk about something they struggle with makes me feel less alone. Um, it makes me I, I can relate to people when they're going through something and I appreciate when they speak up about it so that's what I'm going to do and if it helps you amazing because that is my goal just to make someone feel less alone and feel encouraged if they happen to come across a video or a podcast whatever this is um I'll, a quick story I was so nervous about doing this that I'm like god do you actually want me to do this or not so I I was doing a water fast and praying about it on day five, I opened my Bible randomly to the book of Acts. I had not been reading in the book of Acts, and it was Acts 8, 18, 9, I think. And Paul was speaking to, God was speaking to Paul, and he said, Do not be afraid, but speak, for no one in this city will attack you or harm you, for I have many people in this city. And I was like, what? Like, I'm literally praying about opening my mouth and speaking or not. Like, is it a good time? Is it not? Should I be quiet? And that verse felt just so specific to me. And so I was like, okay, God's literally giving me permission to be human. Saying, Autumn, I know you're not perfect. I see all your flaws. You're going to say things you regret. You're probably going to embarrass yourself a few times. Um, but you need to, when you do that, you apologize. You try to fix it. Try to make it right. And do better next time. And that's what I, I have to do with myself. And I have to do that with other people too. So I'm giving myself permission to be human. I am starting this podcast. I don't have professional microphones, professional camera, lights. I don't know if I ever will. I don't know if this will go anywhere, but I'm starting, starting somewhere. And yeah, 
it's hard when you want to make something and it'd be awesome and just polished and perfect. But I may never start. I may never start if I wait for all those things. And I, I felt God was saying, oh, I'm just sit down and record even one. Who cares if it's good or bad? It might be the only one I ever make. I don't know. But hopefully, if you stuck it out with me this far, eventually they start going in a good direction and it will benefit you in some way. <laughs> and I like listening to podcasts and stuff. So hopefully... um this brings some encouragement, insight, laughter for your day. I don't know, but this is my introduction for permission to be human. I hope to have people on here that can get vulnerable, we can get real, have good conversations. Um, and that's, that's my goal. So, yeah, thank you for joining me. And that is the end of my intro.